One of the only times that I jumped into a conversation at a networking event that I wasn't a part of, I met one of the most lovely ladies who just happened to be the queen of networking and the best storyteller that I've ever heard. And you're going to find out more about her today on episode 21 of Social Media Simplified. You're listening to Social Media Simplified with Lara Wellman the podcast for business owners who want to harness the power of digital marketing to grow their business online. I met Marsha a few years ago, and I have followed her closely ever since. She has an incredible business helping people not only learn how to be better networkers, but how to tell better stories. I will forever be grateful to her because she introduced me to Summer Camp for Entrepreneurs, which I talk about in episode six of my podcast. And today she's here to talk about storytelling. So let's just jump right into that episode. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today, Marsha. I'm really excited to have you here. I'm really excited to be here. I think you had a story you wanted to start off by telling us. I do. So about three years ago, I had decided to start my own business. I was doing Marie Forleo's B-School and I knew that I needed to start blogging and writing weekly emails. Um, But, you know, I also had to like make dinner and there was some fun things that I wanted to, some like good TV I wanted to watch. And I thought I need something that's going to make me do this. So I threw up like the most basic of websites and I put an opt-in Um, It wasn't even a form. It was like, click on this link and then you can give me your email address. And I said on it, if you give me your email address, and this was uh, early April, then from May, I'm going to start blogging every week. So my mum signed up and my partner at the time signed up. I think actually I signed them up. And then one other person signed up and it was like someone that I knew but not well enough. And I was like, oh man, now I have to do it. But then every week I'd be like, you know, my mum would read my emails. But I was always like, there's this one other person that I'm writing for. So I feel like it like gave me purpose. Um, But then the other thing was I wrote my first ever blog and I'd never really written a blog before in my life. And I told this story about this conference that I'd been to. And, you know, I was pretty sure that I was going to put up this blog and immediately, like, my site would go down because so many people were commenting on it and it would be shared around the whole internet. And, of course, I put it up and nothing happened. And I would, like, go and check every day and then there was nothing. And then suddenly, like this, like, beacon of light in the midst of the darkness of my panic of no one's reading my blog I got a blog comment from someone and it just totally it made me feel like there is a reason I'm doing this and the reason I wanted to tell that story is because the person who signed up to my mailing list and the blog comment uh, were both the same person and that person was you (laughs) yes and it was such good content and I was really excited to get it hmm that's really sweet of you to say but it was really like it meant the world because you do I think you just have no idea when you start writing a blog or start like writing an email you know you either think like I did that there's going to be 10 gazillion people and it's going to be a runaway success or you're terrified that no one will and so just for someone and at the time like we'd met each other once um and liked each other but it was someone who wasn't doing it 
just out of pity because they were my friends. So it really like made such a huge difference to my self-esteem that someone should be possibly interested in what I was doing. And I actually tell the story about the blog comment in one of the videos that I make when I, um, you know, I talk about storytelling. I also sometimes talk about networking and it's a networking video basically telling you that if you want to get on someone's radar, you need to comment on their blogs because if you have a blog, you know that when someone leaves a comment, it's like sunshine pouring into your heart. It makes you feel amazing. And I never used to comment on blogs before I had one because I just thought they were only commented on by losers who had nothing better to do with their lives. (laughs) Yes. Well, no, I think that there are very um, other great reasons to do it too. So, well, that's a great story. I'm really glad you started with that. And I'm always tickled that I got to be the first person to leave a comment on your (laughs) blog. You were. So that was when you were just starting out Tell me and everybody else, what is it that you're doing now? So right now I'm really super obsessed with storytelling and I think that it is the conduit to changing the world and changing people's um, minds and beliefs. And that could be everything from, you know, a charity who needs to engage people or you, if you know that you've got like a really amazing service and you know you can help people, you need to like emotionally connect with people. and, And storytelling is a brilliant way to do that. Our brains respond very differently when we hear facts, our data processing areas uh, which are called Broca's area and Wernicke's area are the ones that light up but when we hear stories the parts of our brain that light up are the parts of our brain that would light up if we were in that story and so you can really powerfully affect people by telling good stories and I think a lot of people don't know how to tell good stories and they don't realize that actually it's a lot easier than they think it is. I think even beyond that they don't necessarily think they have a story. Mm. So this is the other thing, is that I think people expect that if they're telling stories, it has to be like, and then I jumped out of the helicopter and the bear was snapping at my feet, but I managed to punch it in the face and then it fell over. And like, it doesn't actually, those stories are great if you have them. But I think particularly when it comes to selling goods and services um, and connecting with like your ideal clients, most of them haven't had those stories. So actually, if your story is about the first time that you started your email newsletter and then someone signed up, you know, so many more of them are going to be able to connect with that and be like oh I've had that experience too and so now I feel closer to you absolutely sharing those real moments is where I find that I get a lot of connection from people yes totally when I was doing the networking I would write I would write stories just because that's just kind of what I've always done but every now and then I would think oh you know I'm I'm not adding enough value so I would write this blog that was like well researched and there were email templates for people to download and there were like facts and helpful bullet points and list of 10 and I would get crickets and then I would just tell a story about this thing that happened to me when I was 20 and I like tried to kiss my friend because I was drunk and I get loads of comments <laughs> those are the ones that people actually really care about yeah and I think it makes people feel connected to you like you said and like you're more human and approachable exactly so how do you figure out what your story is when you think I just have a service I you know I do websites what could I possibly be talking about you're well, saying I have a story but I don't know where to start thinking about it yeah well I mean you're doing it for a reason like you're not if you are um starting if you're an entrepreneur you're not just doing it for the money Um, because if you were you would be working in the financial district and probably doing a lot less work for a lot more money so clearly there's some reason behind you doing it Um, people talk a lot about your why you know there's a great Simon Sinek TED talk about start with why and so think about your why like think about the reason that you do it and you might think your why you might be like oh well I just didn't want to have a 
you know, have a nine to five job, but actually dig into that a little bit. And like, why didn't you want to have a nine to five job? Because some people really do. And maybe you didn't because freedom is like a really important thing to you and you wanted to be able to travel. Or maybe you didn't because you have kids and your parents had worked the whole time growing up and you didn't want them to have that same experience. Like just dig into the reasons why you're doing something. And I think the other thing is that a lot of people, when it comes to storytelling, think that narrative is the most important thing. And I would say in most storytelling, narrative is the least important thing. The most important thing are what did it look like and most importantly, how did it feel? You know, I could have told that story earlier by saying I started a blog and uh, no one signed up and then a person signed up and they left a comment. And you wouldn't really care about it, but the reason you cared about it is because I'm saying, oh, I started this blog and I was scared that no one would, you know, comment and I'd really hoped I would get this response and actually I got nothing and I was crushed and then suddenly I get this comment and it makes this bit, you know, and I'm talking about my emotional response to it. And that's what makes people care. And so when it comes to storytelling, think about your feelings, but also get as granular as you can. Don't just give us this like, overview of everything that happened zoom in on one tiny thing you know one of the things that I do now I have a service where I help people come up with stories for their for their blogs and their emails and their sales pages and that kind of thing and one of the ways that I do that is I get them to tell me why they started you know why they do the business that they do and I get them to kind of walk me through the story of them starting their business and then we just pause on things and I'm like that moment just there that's an entire story because you know the moment I, I could even go more granular on the story I told you I could talk about you know typing in the website and 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 the panic that I felt that no one was going to sign up and day after day checking my email and and still no sign ups and thinking I'm never going to make a success of this business you know I'm going to have to go and get a job that I don't like and and then I get this message and, you know, it's, it's really going into the detail that is the thing that emotionally affects people because that's when you get to talk about what did it look like and how did I feel. Yeah, and other people can relate because I know everybody else who puts something out on the internet is either afraid, yes, that nobody's going to comment or that they'll be so overwhelmed they'll never have time to reply to every comment. <laughs> exactly, which is so great, right, that we all think that. I feel like so many people are like, oh, man, I'm going to be so busy. And then it's such so shocking to us that we got like one or no comments. Uh, it's certainly something I hear. People are afraid of using too much social media because they won't have time to respond to all the comments. Right. I think, well, it might be a good problem to have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so with... with um, blogs get granular and have stories that people can relate to so don't worry that they're not giant whiz bang ones but the most important thing is constantly how did you feel how did you feel how did you feel at every step and so are you saying that I should be using stories everywhere in my business are there specific places that are like the most powerful that you find mm, that is a really good question um I feel like there's no harm in using them. And often also a story, the other thing when you're using stories is it doesn't have to be a complete beginning, middle and end and everything ties up nicely with a bow. You know, I often when, I, when I'm writing blogs where I want to get across some information, will just tell a little snippet of a story. And, uh, and, you know, you just give this kind of, this two minute incidence of something that happened. Like I think that when you're telling a story, what you're trying to do, your ultimate aim is that you're trying to um, imagine that you're trying to do like a Freaky Friday style body swap where your listener or your reader is immediately goes into the body of you in that moment in the story. And so it doesn't really matter what happens at the end of it. You just want to give them that experience. So say you were writing a blog post, I don't know, about about um, what you just said about worrying that you, you know, you're going to have too much of an overwhelming response on social media. You could start it by saying, I'm sitting at my computer and as 
I start typing in my new Twitter name and press create account, I feel this panic in my chest and think, what if I just suddenly get so many messages, I don't know what to do. So I clicked on responses and then I refreshed and then I refreshed and I got nothing. And then you can go into like, that's, you know, what would that was like? Uh, one paragraph, two paragraphs, but people immediately will have that emotional connection with you. So then you, Laura, can go in and be like, actually, if that's what you're worried about happening with social media, this isn't what happens, but here's what I suggest. Fact, 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 you know, advice, advice, advice. But it's making that emotional connection straight away. I do this when I give talks as well. And it was a thing I learned from a gentleman called Jeff Goins, who uh, he kind of coaches writers. He's a really amazing, interesting man. And he did a talk and he had a 20 minute slot. And it wasn't one of these talks, which was like, I'm going to tell you an inspiring story. It was a, it was a talk where he wanted to teach us something. He had a list of facts he wanted to teach us, but he spent maybe seven of those 20 minutes telling us a story about when he was a paper delivery boy, age 14. And it was only kind of vaguely tied into what he was teaching us. But what happened was we, as the audience were just in with him. Like from that point on, we were going to listen to anything he had to say because we felt connected to him and so I think that's where storytelling can be helpful to just connect people to you instantly that's great yeah so I can use stories in person I can use story when I'm speaking I can use stories in sales pages on my blog all over the place right yeah exactly exactly wherever you feel moved to so do you encounter a lot of people who really have a hard time digging out their stories they they're determined to believe that they're not that interesting yeah I think people think I'm not that interesting and I don't have any stories but I think once people start to learn how to tell compelling stories it sort of changes the way you know once you've done it a lot it changes the way that you move through the world that when things happen um, you start thinking like what's the story angle on this how could I tell this story and I feel like there's certain things so you know you as I said you always want to think what did it look like how did I feel like the, the, the easiest way for me to describe the best way to tell a story is that you want to think that when you're telling a story you're making a movie inside someone's brain and so you want to make it more about action scenes and maybe montages than you do about voiceover voiceover means no pictures montages is like little quick pictures you know I went to Paris and drank wine I went to Berlin and looked at the street art and action scene is the granular you know Lara and I were standing at the conference in line and we were looking at each other with fear in our eyes because we knew we were too scared to walk up to anyone else and talk to them that's the kind of granular level and so I feel like you want to think about just telling things like that. Like, I feel like you could tell, I could tell you a story of how I made my cup of tea this morning. But if I am, if I put in some granular detail and how I felt, you're going to care about it. Maybe more than if I tell you a story about, I don't know, starting a business, if I tell it to you in a boring way. Yeah. Well, and I, I attended one of your workshops this past summer where you did two stories, one with more detail and one without. And it's just really amazing how you can change the feeling of a story. Yeah, totally, totally. So do you have any other tips that you would share for people who are trying to figure out their story? So you, you've talked about getting granular, but where do you start trying to pull stories out? So um, uh, pull stories out, I would say just kind of, I mean, if you want to get intense about it, which is really worth doing when you're trying to learn it, is walk around your life and with a notebook or, you know, I'm super old school, so I like notebook and pen. But if you do have a smartphone, unlike Granny Marsha here, then um, you can just, you know, write a note in your smartphone of things that happen that you think, oh, is that a story? Is that a story? You know, one of the, one of the other things that I, that I teach when I'm telling stories is how to put more of yourself into your online personality. And what I'm trying to explain to people is that it's not about telling them everything about your life. It's just about showing 
the lens that you view the world through. And so, you know, I tell a lot of stories, but I don't tell that many stories about like my family. I always feel like if you were a private detective and you only had my social media to go on, you could find out so much about my personality, but you probably couldn't find out that much about my personal life because I'm always telling stories about these tiny little details or things that happened 20 years ago. And so walk around and make notes about things to tell stories and then think, you know, how can I make this granular? How can I put it into an action scene? Um, another really important tip, actually, can, can I give you two more tips that I you feel like are kind of foundational ones? Absolutely. Okay, so one is think of it as a movie and think of action scenes and get granular. The second thing is, Often people go too wrong the other direction. They put too much detail in and people get bored. So you want to always think, what can I cut out of this story and still get across what I want to get across? You know, I so I learned this cutting my teeth um, in... Uh, radio. I was a music radio DJ for 15 years and so I had to learn how to tell my 20 minute stories in 20 seconds because after 20 seconds the jingle kicked in and so I had to stop talking because someone else was talking and so always what I was doing then is thinking what can I cut out of the story and still get across the essence of the thing that I want to get across. You know, you with that social media story we told earlier, you probably could also have talked about how there was you know, a policeman, a police car outside and how you'd had a fight with your brother that day and so you were in a bad mood or you know how someone had sent you flowers so you're in a really good mood but actually all of those things are nice details but none of them are essential for what you're trying to get across in the moment what you were trying to get across in that story is like I felt anxious signing up for Twitter or whatever uh, not that you Lara would ever have felt anxious signing up for Twitter. <laughs> you're such a pro but um but so that's one thing is edit edit down and I feel like um, the, the best thing to do is kind of write down everything that comes out and then cut it right back and then you can start adding things in. But always think, what can I cut out of this story and still get across the essence of what I want to get across? And then the final thing that I think often makes people terrible storytellers by accident is, and again, we'll use the movie analogy, they throw in spoilers. Um, and so, for instance, if I had told that story by saying, so Laura, of course, you were the first person to sign up to my email list and my blog. What happened was I decided I was going to start an email list and then no one signed up no one really cares because we all know that you're going to sign up there's no stakes in it you know you're not like oh god what's going to happen to Paul Marsha and her email list because we're like that's ah, fine Laura's going to do it it's the equivalent of having a movie where Will Smith at the beginning comes on and he's like listen I'm going to fight during this movie four bad guys and one of them like super looks like he's going to kill me but it's totally fine I survived anyway enjoy the movie um, you're just not going to care because you know he survives. And the other thing you'll start doing is start trying to reverse engineer. So every single bad guy, you're going to be like, ooh, is this the one that he's going to fight? And you stop really being in the present moment with the movie because you're too busy thinking about what's going to happen. And so the way that you combat that telling stories is tell things in the chronological order that they happen to you at the time. Don't think of it as you telling the story of you looking back on the story. Think of it as you telling the story as if you are in the moment of the story right now. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You've given us some great tips. I know you have all kinds of other resources like your amazing videos, which are so much fun. And we're definitely going to link to those in the show notes because I know people need to go and watch you put on wigs and tell stories. <laughs> I do do a lot of that. Which is fabulous. There's so much fun. Um, I will link to your website in the show notes. Is there anything else that you have that we can share with the audience? Uh, you know what? I'm going to make you. I'm going to make um, everybody listening a secret web page, and on there I will stick the blog where they can see the very first comment 
that you ever left me. And I'll also put up the video um, where I talk about that, where I tell that story about what it was like. Um, if they go to yesyesmarsha.com forward slash Lara, um, which with my accent is just your name, in case you can't understand that, <laughs> um, then yeah, there'll be, there'll be some stuff for them there. Awesome. That sounds great. I really appreciate you coming onto the show. You're so much fun and I love hearing your stories all the time. So I'm excited that you could come and share with my listeners. Well, I think that your podcast is wonderful, so I'm very excited to be on it. Thank you. I was so thrilled that Marsha was able to join me for this interview. I have so much respect for what she does and the way that she tells stories, and I know that we can all learn a lot from her. I'm going to have all the links to her website and her secret webpage on my website in the show notes at larawellman.com slash podcast slash 21. I invite you to come to the show notes because I also have links to how you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. I also am going to have a link to the information about my upcoming social media course called Simple Start Your Business, where I help business owners stop feeling frustrated and overwhelmed and like they're wasting their time with online marketing and they start figuring out their goals, their audiences, and what they're actually trying to do online so that they can feel effective and reach those goals. I'm going to have a link to that program in the show notes. Come and visit larawellman.com slash podcast slash 21. And until next week, I'll see you online. 